Hey, I'm Drew. And I'm Tim. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In episode 31, we talk about young children in church, and we talk with Hannah Schleep about facilitating a home worship life. Welcome to another episode of the Hearts and Hands podcast. I'm your host, Tim Babbler, joined as always by my co-host, Drew Sonnenberg. Drew, how are things going for you? Pretty good. Staying pretty busy with, you know, the normal week-to-week of church life, but not too bad. Yeah. How about you? Going pretty well. I really enjoyed our conversation this week that we had with Hannah. And one of the things that she brought up was it can be difficult at times for parents who have small children to pay attention in church or to keep the kids quiet if that's the expectation, things like that, which got me thinking, Drew, you and your wife have a two-year-old, but you and your wife also are often on stage leading worship. So how does that work? Yeah, it's not easy, but we are blessed to have some good friends. Our daughter is, is pretty shy. She doesn't trust most people in our church yet, but there are a few close friends that she will be okay with. So as long as not all of us are on the stage at once, then we can hand her off to one of those friends uh, while we go up and play the song and then we come back and she's with us again and everything. But we did actually have a, a pretty interesting situation a couple weeks ago where just a lot of people were on vacation that weekend. And so I needed my wife to sing and I needed to be playing guitar and there was just no one to watch our daughter or to hold our daughter during the songs. So my wife, Jill, just took her up onto the stage with her as she sang. And so my wife like took the microphone out of the mic stand and was just holding it and singing into it. And my daughter grabbed the mic stand and was singing into the mic stand <laughs> and distracting the entire congregation. They all just afterwards was like, that was so adorable. And like, well, great. I'm glad you got something out of those songs then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, that's the honest truth, especially when you have that uh, the family environment of your church. It, it's okay to do something like that because we want our kids to be in worship. I think that's an important thing. And I think that, that what Hannah talked about of uh, the importance of family worship too, really, um, she does a great job of just explaining the importance of that. So let's get to that interview now. Today, we have the privilege of welcoming Hannah Schlieff to the podcast. Welcome, Hannah. Hi. Hannah, could you give an introduction of yourself for our listeners? Yeah, my name is Hannah Schlieff, and I am a stay-at-home mom of two young children. One is two, and one is nine months old. And I also own and operate Evensong Baby Books. Awesome. And in in talking with you a little before the podcast, you, you have this passion for family worship or worship in the home. So aside from the obvious fact that, you know, you have a family that you, you care for, what led to this, this particular passion of yours? Yeah, so it's a bit of a long story, but my first daughter, um, she was actually born while I was still in school at MLC. And I was pregnant with my second daughter while I was student teaching. And I found myself in this really difficult situation where I felt I was constantly sacrificing my children's needs in, in order to meet the needs of the school that schools that I was working in while I was student teaching. And, and I found that I, I wasn't really happy with that situation for our family. I found that the more teachers that I talked to, the more they struggled with balancing home and school lives. And for our family, 
the the best choice for me was to be a stay-at-home mom and to not continue on teaching. But I found that different churches are better at prioritizing family time for their called workers and others. And it's definitely it's definitely a balance that all working parents struggle with. So I, I found that just kind of through watching friends and mentors who do a really great job with this, a really great job of facilitating a gospel-centered home, I've, I've been inspired to do the same with my girls. So I don't know. That's kind of where I came from. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I, speaking as someone who has a two-year-old himself, like that's that's really cool. I, I like hearing that. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, two-year-olds are definitely an adventure. <laughs> that's that's the truth. So so with kind of children on that smaller end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, what what are some kind of creative ways that you worked to to accomplish this kind of home worship life? Sure. So. Our family isn't perfect at this by any means. Um, it's something I'm still working on uh, all the time. But we try really hard to make it a part of our routine, especially music. I, my daughter really thrives in routines. She'll like notice if anything is out of the ordinary. And so trying to facilitate just evening worship together as a family. We, My husband and I actually have some friends who, before we were even parents, we, we witnessed their family worship routine. And it was really fun to see their whole family gather in their living room before bedtime, and there was guitar and piano, and each child chose one verse of a hymn that they wanted to sing or a verse of a song. And it was just kind of a part of their daily rhythm, and, and they allowed us to join in with that. And ever since then, we've been making it a point to gather as a family and, and sing worship songs together on whatever whenever nights we can make it happen. <laughs> my, my husband doesn't always get home in time. He's, he kind of works late sometimes. It, it's kind of, it's different for every family, I guess, where worship is going to fit into your routine. But definitely just facilitating worship as a family and, and letting your children watch you make music that praises God is, it's, it's a start for sure. Kids watch everything you do and they pick up on it, so... That's that's really cool, and and your your family is clearly blessed to have you you and your husband who have some amount of musical ability. Uh, yeah. Do you have any Do you have any suggestions or ideas for families where that may not be the case? For sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of what my husband and I have have picked up on um, are tools we've gained actually from our time at Camp Philip. We both we met there and have been involved there for a long time, and and something that happens at Camp Philip is singing meal prayers. That doesn't require any instruments, just your voice. And you can sing a meal prayer to any kind of song, any kind of tune that you want. And when you sing something with small children, it for sure ingrains it in their minds just a little bit better. But again, there, there are some other ways other than that. Things like when you're going to the park with your little kid, bringing up Jesus, you see like oh, that's a big tree. And you, you tell your child, oh yeah, God God made that tree. Or, I mean, it's it's just simple things and in, ingraining it in your daily routine. And when you're when you're meeting new people, when, when you're out in the world with your child, everything that they see is, is new and exciting. And, and you can just, at least with my two-year-old, you can see her eyes get big and wide every time she sees something new that she's never seen before. And, and I guess I just like to capitalize on, on those moments of childlike wonder to to show the wonder of her creator. Parents of small children often say that it's difficult for them to pay attention and focus during like a corporate public worship service. 
How would you say that this type of opportunity provides a more meaningful relationship, both spiritually in the family, but also uh, just as they grow closer together? Yeah. So I, I actually wanted to bring this up. Church is really important, and it's a part of it's a part of your week, right? And and kids are going to realize that that's something that you do as a routine. But I guess it's not the end of the world if your kid eats Cheerios and plays all of church on the floor, as long as your emphasis is why you're there. So we always talk to my daughter about why we're going to church. We're there to worship Jesus, and we're there to spend time with Him as a family. We're there to join with other people and get to get to talk to other people who know and love Jesus too. And and so just, just those little conversations make a big difference. Like your kid might not know when to sit down and when to stand up. They might not be able to know the um, the liturgy right away. They they might not be able to recite any of the prayers right away, but just having them there and hearing the songs, um, you'll be amazed at what they'll pick up on. And I don't know, it, it is a struggle. Church is like the, I don't know, it's, it's really frustrating sometimes how, <laughs> how little I get out of church because I'm constantly worrying about my kids being quiet or what they need. It's, it's definitely not easy, and there isn't really an easy answer apart from stick it out because it'll get better when they're older. <laughs> yeah. On that same vein, then, is there anything that you're looking forward to as your kids get a little older, whether it's at church or whether it's something you're looking to try to integrate into your home worship life? Yeah. I would say the 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 thing that's hardest, I guess, I'm going to start with like the hard part about kids getting older because... This is something that our family isn't sure how we're going to handle it yet. But when kids start school, there's the constant pull away from the home. Kids end up being in activities. Their families are running around and being super busy. And and I just find that it's so tempting to make that busyness an idol in your life. And how it's just so hard to to keep those those close times at home with just your family and God. And, and I'm not sure what our schooling journey will look like as a family. We might homeschool. We might take advantage of our, our local Wells congregation. I, I don't really know. I went to public school myself. So we've, we've kind of got some decision making. But I think for every family, it's a little bit different. And, and I think the hardest part about, or I guess, one of the best parts of having young children at home is is how much time you do spend at home and and how much of that can be Jesus focused and family focused. So, but I guess beyond beyond that, I'm really excited for my kids to get older just so that we can do more with like instruments and um, them having songs memorized and being able to see them initiate time with Jesus on their own and. I guess as my as my oldest daughter, who's only two, gets older, it's really fun to watch her faith evolve and grow. So up until now, her prayers before bed have just been saying things like, thank you, Jesus, for grandma. Thank you, Jesus, for my toys, <laughs> which is very cute. But <laughs> I'm really excited to be able to talk to her more about confession and absolution as as we discipline her, to talk to her about how it's not just, I'm sorry, mama, it's, I'm sorry, Jesus, and and how Jesus loves you even when you make mistakes or even when you don't listen. And Jesus is there for you when it's hard to sit still or when it's hard to leave the playground. And it's in those small, 
those small teachable moments, especially with discipline and especially with a two-year-old that I think as children grow and they get older, you start to see more fruit from those moments. I already am seeing how much it helps my daughter when when we can say together when she's throwing a tantrum, like, Jesus, help me to calm down. Um, Jesus, help me to calm down. And, and she might not calm down right away, but it's a little bit easier when it's not coming from me saying, okay, calm down. It's a little bit easier when we're both thinking about how it's it's God that's helping both of us in those difficult situations. I don't know if that answered the question, but... <laughs> no, that was great. So if you think of kind of, I guess, an ideal situation where every family that's a part of your church has a strong home family worship time and and worship life. How do you think that strengthens the entire church as a body? That's really interesting. I I think that churches church is a place that's really hard for for families with young children and it's hard for those families to often feel like they're involved with the church as much as maybe families with teenagers or people who are retired and their their children or people whose children have moved out. I think it's a lot harder to be involved in active ways in your church, but I think it, it really does strengthen the church body when, when people, when parents are taking control of their children's spiritual lives, or I guess taking control isn't the right way to say it. When, when parents are facilitating their children's spiritual lives, then when, as their children grow and get older, it's, it's not, we're sending our children off to school and all the spiritual education happens there. Um, it's more of a, a partnership, I guess. Parents are partnering with the church in their children's spiritual growth and well-being. And I, I would like to say that if parents start really early with these kinds of things, we would see less teenagers and, and college students leaving the church because they have that solid foundation at home and they have a congregation supporting them through the years as they grow. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said. So as you... Uh you know, started your journey of being parents. Yeah. How did you, I guess, come up with the idea of these Evensong baby books to, to help aid in your family worship life? Sure. Well, it started before I was a parent. I, for a while, I took some time off of school and I was helping out Camp Phillip during their field trip season. And Pastor Tom Klusmeyer, he had said, it would be so cool if we could have children's books that show our, our Camp Phillips songs in them. And and that just kind of ignited the idea in the back of my mind. And I, I was like looking into ways to make children's books and things like that. And I've kind of always been interested in, in children's literature and writing and, and illustrating children's books and things like that. But it's really hard and expensive to produce board books. <laughs> so I once I, I had my daughter, I started designing the books and trying to figure out a way that I could have them printed. And it turns out that you can have custom fabric printed and you can sew those into books. And so that's that's what I did. I really wanted my daughter to have a visual for the songs and prayers that we were already singing. And I just kept creating more and more books with the songs and the prayers that she liked to sing. And it was finally, I think, this March that I did my first craft fair. And I started making books not just as gifts or not just for my my own daughters, but I started selling them. And it, I'm in month three right now, and it seems like it's been much longer than that. But <laughs> it's <laughs> it's been a huge adventure, and it's given me something, too, to do apart from being a mom. And, and it's helped me to form more of a community, and I've, I've found a lot of 
I've made a lot of new friends at, at craft fairs and events. I meet lots of really interesting people who are also doing really cool ministries. And so, yeah, I, I guess that's how it got started. And, and God has been growing it in really awesome ways. <laughs> it, it amazes me every time that I make a sale. I'm like, man, someone wanted to buy a thing that I made. And, and God is so good. It's it's a very, very fun thing to be to be a part of, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that we could keep talking for a while now, but we also want to leave room to potentially have you on the podcast again someday if you'd be willing. Okay, sure. I would I would love that. So to kind of wrap up for today, can you just tell our listeners a little bit more about Evensong Baby Books and where they can find them? Sure. So I sell primarily through an Etsy shop, and, and you can just search Evensong Baby Books on Etsy. I also have a website. It's www.evensongbabybooks.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. And I don't have any upcoming events actually in the next few months. I'm taking off a little bit for the summer and, and coming back in the fall. But if you wanted to meet me at an event, you can keep an eye on my website for updated an updated event schedule. Well, we definitely want to thank you for coming onto the podcast today and sharing with us this idea and these these practical resources. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. We want to thank Hannah so much for coming on. We also want to thank Brandon Steenbach, who was the one who recommended Hannah to us a few weeks back. If you have somebody that you think we should talk to or someone you'd like to hear from, questions you'd like answers to, feel free to reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com or on any social media platform at Wells Creatives. And we definitely appreciate all the support we've received so far from the entire community for this podcast, but especially those who support us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartsenhancepodcast. If you haven't yet, check that out to get instant access to bonus content and uncut episodes. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.